Welcome to Healing for the Soul podcast, with this being season number four, episode number 76. I'm your host, Robin Stoltman, and today I have my guest, Raven Scott, who is a podcast host of The Raven Scott Show, on the show talking about human design for parenting. And before we get started, remember every week I feature different guests to help you become the best version of yourself through different methods you may not have heard of or thought of. So let's get started. Thank you, Raven, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So do you have a specialty or anybody like to work with as far as listening to your podcast? Um, My podcast specifically talks to uh, survivors or people who are struggling with narcissists and Ironically, that's probably everybody, but I try to really (laughs) niche down to those who recognize that they may be in a relationship that is abusive and to help them get out. They're already out helping them heal. It's a long healing journey. I know I've been out from mine uh, 10 years or more, maybe 11 now, and I finally feel like my light is not uh, the fear of the repercussions. Um, they're always still a tiny bit there, just especially when you're dealing with a malignant narcissist. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready to share and shine my light and help others, you know, and I really am passionate about the next generation. You know, I speak to young, um, you know, teenagers that are starting to date. I'm even teaching my own, you know, six-year-old about it because it starts so young. It those does. traits, right? Those traits of being, um, you know, bossy, controlling what they pick up from their parents, it starts to relate to how then they relate to, you know, other children socially. And it's just amazing how young that you can experience it. So I'm very passionate about sharing the signs, the red flags to draw your boundaries and just be okay with being on your own and letting go of that friendship, you know, or that dating scenario, because it's really going to give you a better peace of mind and you'll have your sanity and you'll just be better off for it. So yeah, that's mainly so what, what I are think. some of the, what are some of the signs of like the narcissist? Cause I know like, like you mentioned, we all know someone that, that <laughs> we has. all know someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say they are overly selfish, meaning they only think about themselves, right? Like I was mentioning the controlling part, especially in teenagers, young children, it's like, Oh, well you don't, think like the world revolves around me, like, therefore, I'm going to retaliate, I'm going to say something mean, I'm going to try and control you, Um, things like that. If you're dating, you know, big red flags are the um, manipulation, which at first, they pour on a lot of love, right? They have to win you over, they have to make you feel like you're on a pedestal, and you're a princess. And then once they have you up on that shelf on the pedestal, that's when the little like, verbal jabs start to come in like, oh, well, I don't like women who don't get their nails done or something small like that. And you're like, oh, well, they really love me. Like they've really like invested in me and they like they truly want the best for me. Like that's where they come in with that that mentality. But no one should ever tell you how to look, how to govern your body. No one should ever tell you how to dress. That's for you. Compliments are different than telling you what to wear, right? So that's a huge red flag, right? (laughs) It's good to get compliments, right? That's that's a healthy sign. (laughs) But to say, you know, they do a lot of comparisons. They compare you maybe to their mom if they never dated before or to another girlfriend. Like, oh, well, 
you know, my last girlfriend, she used to wear this particular perfume or my last girlfriend used to wear high heels and they start to feel you guilty, like you owe them because they've flooded you with love. They're like, oh, okay, well, I guess I could try that. I'm open to that. I like, you know, nail polish. I like makeup, whatever. It's like all in the small stuff. And then it becomes the big stuff as you get more enmeshed with them. Yeah, that sounds like one person in particular that we we talked beforehand that I'm like, yep, um, pretty sure that person's a narcissist, 100% sure. Yeah, so, very close-minded, right? Like the, their way or the highway, like they only know best. They're not open to um, listening or hearing other perspectives, which is the other red flag is they have yes. zero empathy. They have fake empathy at first, and then it's really authentically, it's zero empathy. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. Cause, um, until the situation that I was in that I had mentioned, um, I had no clue what a narcissist was. Cause I never met anybody that was a narcissist. I mean, like, I didn't even know that they existed, but then when that one person that I'm like, Oh my God, this is a narcissist. Like yeah. I had to look it up in my DSM five just to be like, okay, this is a narcissist. This is very dangerous. Cause I know a narcissist mm-hmm. Are the most dangerous people on the planet next to people that have Munchauser by proxy. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't even know about Munchauser by proxy. And I'm like, that's another yeah. dangerous you mental health. Yeah. 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 So um outside of those two, um, so it was more of your um, own personal experience that inspired you to do this work to help other people with it. Yeah. And the other thing that I talk, I kind of talk about it intertwined like a dance 50-50 on my podcast is human design, which is a self-development tool that allows you to really understand how unique you are, to know all of your different energy types. It combines uh, all the old ancient systems of chakras, um, Kabbalah, the um, I Ching, as well as astrology. So all of those combined with the science of neutrinos, right? Neutrinos are like the tiny particles Mm -hmm. that are passing through us all the time. We are made up of them and our energies. Um, And so it's a really, really wonderful system. So I use it as a healing tool because the biggest thing with narcissists is that they fill your head with lies. They confuse you. They turn your brain upside down to all of a sudden be questioning yourself. Like, am I the narcissist? Like, am I the crazy one? I was, yeah, I was always thinking like, am I crazy for asking for this, right? Like for asking for a healthy thing in a relationship, they turn it around and they make you feel crazy. Yeah. So it's a really important tool to understand yourself, to battle the lies, to know like what areas that you are more succumb to programming, like especially as a child, growing up and then in any relationship with anybody. So it's really unique and fascinating. It, it sounds like, and well, how does that work then? Like when you um, combine like the different aspects, cause like I know about like the chakra systems and like the Reiki and, and all these different sy- systems. And the funny thing is the more I've dove into it, the more I realize that there's a lot more that I don't know. There, there's a lot. I know me too. And I've gotten pretty deep in human design. Yeah. It's yeah. really So like, for instance, the chakra system, I think a lot of us are familiar with that. You know, you have the main chakras that we learn about the rainbow, where it's the head center, the ajna, well, the third eye, they call it in the chakra, 
the throat, the heart, you know, their solar plexus, your root, all of those things, they're actually directly related to the little shapes in a human design chart in the, oh, there's, there's okay. shape. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you want me to share screen to show a chart, but like, it's like a body and then it has shapes. So the top has a triangle, then you have another triangle. Um, you have one in your throat that's a square and it goes down to the will center, spleen center, solar plexus, sacral and root. So all of those are directly related to the chakras. That is awesome. Yeah. If you're able to share screen that, yeah, that would be good. I don't know if it's possible on here. Let me see if I can. If Here's anybody that's screen. listening, they have to go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder um, if it's your way. Can you see that? What's happening? No, I, I see you. Okay. All right. Well, keep talking. I'm going to pull it up. I think I can share screen. Okay. Um, yeah. So these human designs, the whole system is really gives you the ability to understand yourself fully. Um, it understand you helps you understand like your strategy and how to, to use your energy in life properly. Um, I, I love it in parenting too. I pulled my kids charts right away when I found mine, I was like, Oh, I have to figure out who they are, what they are. Um, and it's really been important for me, especially with my oldest is she is she's not the typical, you know, type. Um, I'm just pulling, trying to pull one up that isn't have someone's name. Because I mean, because I mean, like for me, it seems really interesting. Like you pull all these different tools together and it's like the different concepts from each one of them sound so similar but yet they each do something different. It's like they can't function without the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, I found one. Yeah, it's true. And what I also love about human design is it, it allows us to see that we're just a piece of the puzzle. I think the biggest problem right now with culture and society and, and everything is like there's such opposite tribes. Like, I believe yes. in this. And if you don't believe in this, then I'm not going to ever talk to you. And that's really difficult because everyone's very, being very stubborn about their ideas and not, again, like not embracing empathy and seeing the other perspective. And what human design shows us is that we can like work together and link up and almost complete each other as we are working together, you know, in a family or with your kids, with your partner, your husband, you can see like, wow, like we have, you know, what we call like a hanging gate and he has this hanging gate or she. And when you put your charts together and you work as a team, it makes a circuit. So it's, it's really, really cool to see that we're just a piece awesome. of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the thing that I've noticed is like, for, for me specifically, I'm like, okay, I finally found what my husband's good at to help me in business. And it's like, yes, this is good because it's like I've been searching for like the last three years since we started. Yeah. And it's just like when we can find it, I wish I would have had something like this sooner just to be able to say, hey, this is what you're good at. This is what I'm good at. Let's work together because yeah. it never works when you work by yourself. It just doesn't as much as we like to think that we can work by ourselves and do it on our own. The reality is you can't. 
you just can't. It's impossible to be human, be alive, and do everything you need to do without another human. It's impossible. And there's yeah. so many people that are burning bridges because they're like, oh, I don't care. But if you burn the wrong one, that's not going to help you at all for the rest of your life if you burn the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. That's and why sometimes I'm like, oh, it, burning bridges. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, sometimes you need to burn a bridge, but that's called a boundary. And then there's other times just like a permanent, like we're not going to do it. Yeah. Maybe sometimes they're not helping yourself. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Boundary aspect too. But yeah. Hundred percent down. And I think um, sometimes we have difficult people in our life that are necessary to be in our life to, yes. as a conduit to other people that are important to us. So we have to learn how to work around their toxicity and like guard it. Like I always say, like if you know your open centers, let's say for instance you have the open solar plexus, meaning on your chart, if you pull it up, it's white. And you can pull up your free chart anywhere, geneticmatrix.com, jovianarchive, mybodygraph.com. You can get it for free. You just need to input your information like an astrology chart. So where you were born, what time you were born, um, and like the date. So you see it and you're like, oh, I have this triangle on the bottom right, white. That's my solar plexus. And so you realize when you're entering into something, you need to put like an energetic guard around you. You need to say your prayer, whatever it does to get you ready to not absorb unconsciously that negative energy into your emotions. Then it's such a great tool. Then you're like, I know it already. So I don't need to worry. Like I, I got my guard. I got my, you know, armor, my prayer, my shield, whatever it is. And you're ready to go. That is awesome. Cause, um, yeah, I, I know like I have a few that are, that are open like all the time. And I'm just like, I gotta be able to close these. Cause like yeah. the work that I do, I have to be one extremely careful because the way some people are. And then the other thing is, is like, I gotta be, be protecting my energy. So I don't take home their energy. Yeah. And see, you have the gift of those that are open that you can feel you have immense empathy Mm -hmm. and you can feel because you're magnifying their energy from within. So you get like this intuitive sense of what they're feeling. So when you have your guard up, you don't completely block it. It's almost like instead of being a sponge, you're a screen. So you get to let what you need in and then you keep everything else you don't need to absorb and take home out. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't do that until you know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you because I've taken so many things home with me that I'm like, this is not good. That's why certain things I won't do anymore because I'm like, I I know that I can't do it because if I do, it just opens up more doors. And it's like I don't need this negative stuff. I need to stay away from it and just keep it like put the blocks up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And without knowing which ones those are, then you're not prepared. You have no idea. You're just acting out of your subconscious. And that's not always a good thing. No, it's not because it's all feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then to know like your kids, it's really important. You know, for me specifically, I, I like to talk a lot about this solar plexus center because it governs emotions. And I think that's a big part of us being able to not burn bridges with our children to be able to build healthy relationships and to resolve conflict is if you're emotionally intelligent. So yeah. we, when you recognize, for me personally, just to give you an example, 
mine is open. So I'm amplifying a lot of emotions around me if I'm not careful. And before I knew this, I would have very explosive kind of like, I would freak out when my kids would be having a normal toddler, like emotional meltdown, because I felt their meltdown 100 times more than they were expressing it. And so I would get really anxious and not know how to handle it. And so once I learned, I was like, okay, I can hold space now for them because I know this is not my emotion. This is not mine. This is theirs. And they need to experience it because those who have that solar plexus colored, it's a constant wave. So there's no like, you know, you can handle the emotions, but there's no like stop crying. You know, you hear that. You tell your kids that. You can't tell the, the... defined emotional center to stop their emotions because it is an internal clock it it goes high it goes medium it goes low it goes medium it goes high it goes medium it goes low and the only way to know what the timing is is to journal out like for your kid or if you're an adult journal out when you're feeling low and you're just like uh I feel gross. And then journal out when you're feeling high and then you can find that middle ground and the timing to really know That's and have the power. Yeah. That because I know well my kids I hate when people tell other people or even my kids um not to cry because I'm like don't do that. That's the dumbest thing you can seriously do because you have to let those emotions go. You have yeah. to let them experience them because the emotions one are not dangerous. They're not going to do anything to you. And then two, the other reason is they get stuck then And that's why you end up with high cholesterol, diabetes, all of these fibromyalgia, all these other issues is because you didn't cry. You didn't allow yourself to experience that emotion because once you experience it, it lets it go. And then you're letting your body lets go. And it's like, hmm, no big deal. That was fine. Yeah. You feel much better when you get it out. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. And that's what I like notice with my kids, especially because the one's rambunctious and he loves to whine. And I'm like okay, maybe this is just how he does it. And I'm like, okay, what can we do instead? He probably so like, has a defined center. You know, there's just times where they just need to express that they're upset because they are just yeah. upset They're And I start to use that language with my kids. They're older six and eight now. And I'm like, it's okay. You're just in your emotional low. This will pass. You'll feel better. Just let me just hold you. You know, like you just have to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then protect yourself at the same time so you don't take on their energy. Yeah. Well, it's almost like a conscious, I know it's not mine. I know they're in their emotional low. So therefore I'm not taking it on. And it's really important too, I think, especially with my um, husband, because he has defined as well. I'm surrounded by all defined solar plexus. I'm like, uh, but That's a lot. You, <laughs> once I realized that, you know, he might look a little bit like he's processing something or thinking about something. I used to always take it personal. Like he'd walk by me and he'd just be like kind of huffy. I'm like, what did I do? You know, and I start to like amplify that like huffiness or that anxiety. And then once I realized he had it too, I was like, oh, he's just in his emotional low. He'll be fine. And all of a sudden, like 30 minutes later, he'll be like, you know, singing a song or whatever. So it's just really fascinating to watch and kind of observe. That's awesome. So that sounds like it's extremely helpful, especially when the parenting then. Yeah, absolutely. Extremely helpful. And, you know, it's always a fine balance of allowing them to feel their emotions without hurting other people more, right? Like it's not acceptable to yell. It's not acceptable to hit. But hey, how can you handle your emotions and get it out? 
let's, you know, my kids always love like grabbing a piece of paper and just writing or drawing a sad face crying like I'm sad. I'm like, that's beautiful. That's a perfect way to express your, you know, low emotions. And it's perfectly fine to, but it's not acceptable to throw, hit and scream. Like that's just, that's just not okay. No one wants to be retaliated against when someone's feeling low. No. Yeah. In yeah. Life. So it's really important in parenting to, to know the balance, but also hold space for them. Yeah. And then like my case, I'm thinking that this morning, cause, um, the bathroom is not soundproof and I was upset and yelling at myself and the kids are like, we don't like when mommy yells. And I'm like, you guys weren't even in the bathroom. I wasn't even yelling at you, but I was yelling at myself because yeah. I was upset. And I was just yeah. like, okay, maybe I just need like a soundproof room I can go in and just like <laughs> and, and like release it because it's like that's how I release that and mm-hmm. then like well it's gone it's gone and then it's like okay I'm good but then unfortunately the kids hear it but it's yeah. like well I'm just trying to teach them that this is like how I work best is to express it yeah but then it's like making sure that they're not allowed to hear it but it's like well <laughs> that's okay. then I apply yeah. some of the things to them that I do like go um which was really helpful that my one son has the sensory processing because I used it in my favor because yeah. I'm like, okay, I can stop my feet. I can do the exact same things I tell him to do right? to ground myself to help recenter that energy. Because it's like when it gets so much, it's just like, it feels like, um, I don't know if you ever had like that feeling, like some of the chakras, like when they get off, like, like, the, like that off feeling, like you just mm-hmm. feel like that spinning sensation in your body so intense like a spinning vibration mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay what is off or is this something that's like trying to escape or like what is it so is that like part of the human design too that you're talking about and yeah this? it sounds like do you know if you have the white solar plexus i don't know if i do or not i think okay. mine is like the chakra because i've had a lot of more of the spiritual side mm-hmm. of the, um, I know the technical term is a psychic medium. So mm-hmm. I've got more of those qualities than I do of like the sacral um, area that you're mentioning. Mm-hmm. But I've also hurt my sacral. So I'm like, I'm not 100% sure. Mm. So in human design, there's actually a specific center for the sacral. So they're two separate kind of chakra centers. So the solar plexus is just purely emotion. So, and if you're highly empathic, I'm going to guess that you have it open, but I have to pull your chart to see. And so what I've experienced the same thing, what I was sensing from you is like, because you are amplifying and with so many little ones, my God, like what you have to, like you're amplifying so much and there's so much anxiety and stress. So I mean, hats off to you. Yeah. Like you just... You got to have that. So maybe you integrate, like, I love running. It really, like, if I'm angry, I just have to, like, go just get it out. Just, you know, and for me, instead of yelling, I've stopped IVFD tapping. But I also love journaling. Like, I can yell and I can cuss and I can do anything I want on the paper. And the paper will just listen and no one has to, like, you know, feel the anxiety from it. But I think it what that what that moment is perfectly human. And it was, like, a open solar plexus over overwhelm moment yeah. really what it is I mean, like, yeah. you, you think about it it's like you got everything coming at you the all well in my case all the kids that I got 
And then maybe yeah. on top of it all. And then, yeah. I'm, then I'm hurting right now. And I'm like, oh my God, it's just like a system overload. It's seriously like what it feels like. Exactly. Because yeah, like, you're trying to hold everything on your shoulders. Us women are taught that culturally. Like we yes, have to have everything are. in control and perfect. And you got, yeah, you have a lot on your shoulders. That's why I've been trying very hard to teach my kids um, that they are number one and I'm number one. Mm-hmm. And like my mom and um, my husband like takes it all backwards. And I'm like, no, stop and think about it. If I don't take care of me, like even to eat, even to go to the bathroom, yeah. Who's going to take care of me? Nobody. Yeah, no one. Like that's the straight out answer. So I have to take care of number one before I can take care of all the other number ones. And so mm-hmm. that's part of my teaching the kids their own autonomy at the same time is they take care of themselves. So this way it helps the whole house function better. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's like the whole concept of it is like you take care of you, the house functions better. I take care of me, the house functions better. Absolutely. All those emotions. Because, yeah, my kids are very, um, two of them are for sure very high emotional, rambunctious pinballs. Because it was so funny the one time I had them in my office, um, in my Reiki room more specifically. And when they were in there, just like the energy I could feel, it was like literally like a whole bunch of ping pong balls (laughs) in the room and they're all being thrown at me. It literally felt like all these ping pong balls were being thrown at me. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> this energy cannot come in the way the Reiki room, and that's yeah, the other part. What I said, and I said no more of this. I'm like, yeah. if you come in one at a time, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it was so much like overwhelming, and it was it was kind of fun because it's like this is the first time I really realized, like I thought it was like a pinball. I was just like saying it because it's like physically when. um we're out in the stores. They're like pinballs where they run and they know which parent is slower <laughs> and, and they know that I'm slower. So they, so they'll have my husband go, you know, chase them. Yeah, right. Well, it's kind of funny because when I had that moment in the office and they weren't being the pinball, they were just like staying there. I could still feel like all these ping pong balls just running with energy all over. And I'm like, Oh my God, I still couldn't take it. <laughs> and that's their sacral. So that's the sacral center is the motor. There's a couple different motors in the human design centers that relate to your chakra. And the sacral is the life force energy. That is the energy to do. That is the ping pong. That's the doer. That's the busy bee. That's the that's place for... That's probably that is open then. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's very rare to have that open. And to be honest, you might have a rare type. But even if yours is is not open, it's defined, you have that motor, it doesn't matter. Like you have the little ones and their motors are ping pong and everywhere. <laughs> then it's, it's just a lot. Yeah. So yeah, those kids need to be exercised a lot. Like they need yes. to I'm just like, go outside and play. <laughs> exhausted and then they can sleep. Yeah. They have to wear those motors out. Whereas like, um, my oldest daughter, she has that open because she's a projector type. There's five different types. And so oh, within like the sacral even? So no, within the whole system, if we okay. like kind of go back to the big human design umbrella, there's five mm-hmm. different types. There's a generator, manifesting generator. Those are the ping pongs, <laughs> kiddos. Okay. And then you have the uh, projector who is 
who amplifies their energy. So they also can be a ping pong. I had to take her to the park twice a day because she was amplifying my energy, but then she would pass out exhausted. So they do struggle with insomnia if they don't clear out their energy. You have the reflector and then the manifester. So the manifester kids are typically the ones that scare the parent the most because they just are like, could totally do go out and do an errand all by themselves or go out into the woods and like totally survive all by themselves. And, but the, you know, if that freaks out the parents, the, they get a yeah, lot of conditioning, like, don't do that, be safe, don't do that. So essentially they're being conditioned to like not be themselves. And it's really hard to decondition that as an adult and realize how much power they have. Yeah. Oh, but that sounds so, that sounds extremely, extremely helpful. I'm just saying it's very helpful to know that because then when you can find out what it is, it's like I told my husband, I'm like, I told him how many times I'm like, I swear our one son has ADHD. And I says, go throw him outside because we have a fenced in yard. I'm like, and we got playground. I'm like, throw him outside and leave him be. I'm like, bring him in for food and go into the bathroom because we're potty training. But I said, leave him outside as long as you can. Trust me on this. I says, I know what I'm talking about. He did it yesterday, like what I told him to do. He come mm-hmm. in the house. Um, our four-year-old did come in the house, went straight to his room, passed out on his bed, didn't wake up until this morning. I'm like, I yeah. told you that's what you gotta do. He's got he's gotta wear it out. And it sounds like if he has quote unquote ADHD, typically manifesting generator types mm-hmm. are diagnosed that because they they don't go in a linear like pattern. No. That's not what society likes. Like they like you say, pinball, they go left, they go right, they go up, they go down. They have a very creative process. Oh, they yes. have extreme, like they're extremely intelligent where they see the end before and they don't really want to like go through the middle because they're like, I already know how to get to the end. So they're really good at shortcuts. And I think ADHD people who are diagnosed with that, they have that. They're like, I already know how it's going to end. I know how to get it done to the end. But I don't want to do the middle part. Like, don't make me sit down and do four hours of homework. I will die. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I noticed with him, too, because he's extremely quick. Because, uh, I mean, like, he's not even in preschool yet, but we've been doing mm-hmm. homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And so, well, like, the homeschooling part, he's extremely quick. I'm already knowing his letters, his um, being able to recognize letters, being able to um, remember the alphabet to say them. Mm-hmm. And he only got to do it, like, once or twice, and the kids already got it. So I'm like, okay, I was not planning on that. Because most kids, you have to keep repeating the exact same thing until they get it, but not this one. I'm like, yeah, once, twice, if that means I already got it. Yeah, it's amazing. My my youngest is one. And I remember one day, she didn't really talk. She didn't say a lot of words. You know how like babies, they say lots of one word things to kind of develop their language as they go. She just all of a sudden was like, I want a goldfish. And I was like, you just said a whole sentence when you have barely said like 10 single words to me. And that's just how it is. Like they don't need to go through that whole process of word to word. Like she went straight to sentences. It's crazy. That's amazing. And then from then on, she said sentences. She's like, she just listened and observed. And then boom, she took the shortcut. She's like, I don't need to say words. I'll just say a whole sentence. (laughs) It was so cute. Well, uh, yeah, that makes a lot more, more sense then, because um, would this be able to apply to like the homeschool to help us moms who are doing like the homeschool to know like what child functions differently? Because, you know, in, in my case, I have five, you know, total to 
take and say, okay, yeah. this is what we're going to do. But I don't want to keep repeating the same information to one child if I don't have to. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to. If they get it, move on and do something else. And that's why I love homeschool, especially with the human design, is you get to allow your child to lead you in their education. Like you present them a few options and then they get to dive into what they're really interested in. And depending on their type, yes, you can guide them on a very like, like for, for instance, a generator child loves to do the whole process. They love the details. They need time for closure. So like if you gave them a project for, you know, like writing out their A letters, let's say, writing mm-hmm. the capital, the lowercase, coloring a picture, all of that thing. They love the deep dive process. They love the middle stuff. They love the details. But also make sure that before the time is over for that project, you give them like a five minute warning because they need closure. They need to be like, I did all of it. I got to finish my coloring page and I need closure. Otherwise, they just panic. They have like anxiety attacks. Some of them. I mean, not all, but I was like that and I'm a generator. My mom's like every single time I had to tell you it was five minute warning before we left or did anything like just have to finish playing whatever you're playing and have closure. Yeah, I don't like I didn't I never liked that. And they're like, no, it's going to be soon. We're going to switch. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I know I never was that type. Were you where you gave them the warning or you didn't get a warning? No, I don't like even to this day when I get a warning when something's going to be done. I'm like, no, I don't like that. (laughs) So I I haven't done that to my kids, but that would be a good idea to see if that would help. Yeah, depending on which type. Like I I definitely, the generator type children need that like closure. Whereas the manifesting child doesn't need that closure. They're like, I I can move there. Again, they're they're bouncing back and forth. So you could give them a couple letter pages because they'll be done with A in two minutes. They're like, done, got it. I know what it looks like. And then you'll look at the paper and they'll very good at copying. So they've got the letter form and everything. So you're like, oh, now what do I do? Like, okay, give them a few more letters or give them some other fun activity that they want to do. But they need, they're multitaskers. They need to do more. They don't like the details. So sitting down and like deliberating over the letter A is torture for the manifesting generator. (laughs) That that sounds like me. I, I, I absolutely hate like all the details. I'm like, let's just get to the point already of like what it is we're trying to do that, especially with math. I hated that with, with math because in school you're expected, well, back when we were in school, um, years and years ago. um, Yeah. yeah, That's I'm like, well, now it's different than how it is. But I'm like, we had to take and count out like the one, two, three, just each number eight. And then we had to, count out when we were subtracting. I'm like, I already know how to do this. I don't want to do this. I already know the answer. Quit making me do the other part because it's like, I don't like that part. I already know what it is. And it would yeah. irritate the teacher. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, you're yeah. definitely a manifesting generator. You're like, I already know it. Why do I need to go through the details? This is a waste yeah. of time. <laughs> and like, I already know how to do that. And that, that's like, um, actually that pertains into business too. I just thought of that. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you said your husband helps you with the details, right? Yeah, like yeah. like he's the detail guy. I'm like I'm like I already know like what it needs to happen. Let's just already do that. So let's already have it happen. I don't like all the other stuff in between that I have to do. That's the part yeah. that I'm like I don't want this part. I want what I have now. Like I see it. I want that now. I don't want to do this. 
I was going to say, that's another huge thing for manifesting generators is they don't have patience and they need to learn patience. <laughs> well, I've got patience with kids. I've got patience with everything except this area. I'm like, tasks, tasks, because you yes, see it. You see the end. And... Tasks. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like when yeah. you're in your house and you're doing yeah. all this work and it looks like you did absolutely nothing. That's yeah, the well, especially with all of the children at their age you have right now, that's pointless. <laughs> yes, it is. So you do. So do you have a book or any tips for this human design that can help our audience and help me? <laughs> yes, yes. I know. I was, I'm kind of in the works of um, thinking about creating a specific human design book, but I felt like I needed to master it a little bit more, but maybe I've already mastered it. But right it now, like it, you it, right away. yeah, and this book, Empath and the Narcissist, is a healing guide for people pleasers. In the end, in chapter 12, it gives you a really great overview of all the types, all the strategies, um, all of the um, like the different centers. Oh, here's a, a graph of the human design chart. Oh, awesome. I couldn't uh, share my screen. It said to do, like go to settings or something. Oh my gosh, that like totally yeah. makes sense. So you can see like the human body. And so there's yeah. all these like lines connecting to the centers. So those are called channels. And if it's white, then you're amplifying. Like let's say you meet up with a partner, you're going to amplify their channel. And the channels are like, and these numbers here are gates. Those are mm -hmm. all like personality traits, things that kind of make you unique and special. So yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, it, hel it helps you. I mean, there's even an ability to look at your incarnation cross, which is a fancy way of saying like your main life's theme. So what is your purpose? What are you here to change the world essentially as? And you can kind of discover that. And I think that's really cool to help children yeah. in like when they get older to picking their career and understanding what they're here for. Of course, they can experiment and do whatever that's they want. But if they know their main, yeah, it would, right? And yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's like the first thing I'm thinking of. I, I never got a guidance counselor. I never got like, oh, like you should do this in your life or what are you passionate about? Like, so I experimented and I did, you know, before all this, I became an interior designer because I love pretty things, but it wasn't fulfilling, you know, because it wasn't really related to my incarnation cross. So it's just cool to have that like knowledge for your children to guide them. It's really cool. Yeah, because that would save a ton of money. You would. You <laughs> I was would. like thinking to myself, that would have saved me a ton of money. I went to right. God. I went to try it all these different times at college. I would have just mm -hmm. skipped to what it is that I knew I was good at, which I wanted to be a psychologist. I mean, like I could have just skipped that, gone straight to hypnotherapy, and would have saved me all that time and 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 money and everything. It would have saved a lot had I yeah. known about this. Right. But at the same time, it's like I took the long way. Well, and some of us have a certain pro there's also these things called profiles where you have like numbers. So if you have the three line in, in your profile or a six, then you probably still would have done that route because you just have to learn from experience. And, you know, you're not yeah. going to listen. You're going to be a little rebellious and not quite listen to what you should. And that's OK, too, because we all <laughs> learn <laughs> through through life, through hard, difficult things and experiences. And some of us are just hardwired to do that. <laughs> I swear that's my path. I'm like, I, it's like, um, I'm grateful for all the experience that I've had, even the bad ones. But at the same time, it's like, if I could have just did it a little bit easier. Yeah. 
Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, it doesn't work that way. Like if some, it's like, um, using the word meditation instead of hypnosis, because I know the, like the differences, mm-hmm. but everybody's like, Oh, they, they like the guided meditation. They like the, they like meditation. And they think that there's talking in the background. It's like, no, that's hypnosis people. That's what it is. But whatever. <laughs> My thing is I'm struggling with it. Cause it's like, I know the truth. And then it's like, mm-hmm. am I lying? When I'm mm-hmm. taking and telling people, okay, buy a guided med- meditation from me, do that instead. And it's like, mm-hmm. am I lying then or not? <laughs> but it's like that rebellious part, like what you had mentioned, because it's like, how yeah. do you like, deal with it? So, yeah, definitely. I, I, well, I'm hoping you put out a book about this because that would be extremely helpful. You know, yeah, I'm, kind of yeah. I'm. I have to think about how to do it because there's so many books already. Like I, I always reference Karen Curry. She's a huge human design person that's written a couple books. I always reference hers. I'm like, well, I don't want to like copy that because that's already there. So it'd be really cool to do like case studies, almost like the human design experiment book, and like giving real life examples. I think it would be cool. So well, yeah, it would be. And then, um, especially if um, Karen Curry's isn't geared towards parents. That is something that could help us parents out. Yeah, so it's not. She too. might have one. I have to look at it. But she has literally like a paragraph in each type for, you know, kids. So, but that's it well, out of the whole book. That's not enough then. See, yeah, so I'm giving enough. you like, a, like an idea of like how to help us out. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that I mean, idea. You definitely use your kids as like case studies too, part of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, Absolutely. I guess, okay, so maybe that's part of that manifesting generator. <laughs> yeah, you see, you have a vision. You have my, the vision for me, and I'm the generator, so now I get to do all the dirty details yeah. in between. <laughs> and that's how yeah. teamwork works with human design. We put the puzzle pieces together. Yes, and then that way you got, like, more ideas, because uh, my ideas could run forever. The problem is not all of them work. They're not all so for you. You have to go through which one works. Yeah, and you may have that defined head center where you're constantly coming up with inspiration and ideas. It's just within you. And you just have to learn that they're not all for you. Like you just did for me. You just gave me an inspiration and it was a message for me versus, you know, yourself. And we're just one human. We can't do all of the ideas we get. And and that's that's why I'm that's why specifically when people ask me like why am I doing the podcast I'm like that's specifically the reason is because I don't want to take and learn all of this stuff I'd rather learn it from other people and I use and a lot of it I've applied in my own life and it's Mm -hmm. been very helpful so that's like for me it's like it's a win win I'm like I get you know it's that give and take in that relationship with each person that's been a guest but then it's also getting it out to the world what this other person can do to help, but they haven't yeah. quite found that right, happy medium in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's how podcasts are a blessing. Yes, it is. And then you get more ideas. If you listen to certain ones, I'm like, okay, I've learned to don't listen to certain ones because they give me more ideas than what I'm thinking. And it's like, do I really need to go there right now or not? <laughs> I'm sure you've listened to quite a few that bring you into like a deeper thought they're just like okay did I really need to have this right now or not yeah all the time I'm like I already have enough on my plate (laughs) yeah and then being able to say no I can't do this right now yeah but you just file it you just it's a mental note it's a seed has been planted for something yes 
And then and that's the main thing. So I've really enjoyed our conversation. I'm sure our audience did as well. Yeah, me too. So I want to thank everybody for their time and energy while listening to today's Healing for the Soul podcast. And be sure to follow me on social media as well as my guest. And what or how can people get a hold of you, Raven? Yeah, they can find me on most all social media platforms as Raven Scott Show. So Instagram, Twitter. I even started a new TikTok, which I'm flailing at. It's so funny. But um, my website is an easy way that you can find my email and uh, contact me. Uh, it's ravenscott.show. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in and make it a great day. Thank you.